Moncrief on News Talk. As you can hear, we've been joined in studio by Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley. Love to see you both. Hello. Hello. Just uh, before we answer first, so you're not looking forward to Christmas, really, is what I'm no, hearing. No, no, I don't think I, I actually said that. Wait, now. your Mr. exact Richard, words were, I would take two Halloweens ahead of... I would take of, two Halloweens ahead of Christmas. Yeah. I love Halloween. Um, it's just a big build-up. It's the, it's it's the never-ending, oh. you know, the stuff for Christmas in the shop since August. So yeah, August it's comes, it just feels like more of a If we started Christmas at the beginning of December, I think it would be easier. But yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you about that. But also, I suppose now I'm at a stage now in my life where I don't have. But I I did too many years of the juggernaut that is Christmas, yeah. and you know, and and most women are the people who do the juggernaut that is Christmas, and it is has always been for me way too much hard work. I've spent too many Christmas days in a sweat <laughs> and wrecked by the time everybody else is finishing their Christmas dinner. I just want to curl up and go to sleep. Yeah, did you I forget you. the clothes? Cloves. Yeah, the cloves. Did you put the cloves into it? Cloves for what? You don't know what cloves are. You're not working on wine. The mulled wine. Oh, mulled wine is an aberration. Hand on your ham. Do you not do it on your ham now? Hello. Do I do ham? No, I don't know what you do, but you make it sound like it's really hard work. It is hard work. Juicy hard work. Declan, you also don't really bring the Christmas cheer No, I actually like Christmas Day. Now you're changing your toe. I just don't like the big... I don't like the big build-up. I think the build-up is too long and... When you're waiting for Santa Claus, it's a bit hard. Hard, <laughs> hard on your nerves. It's hard on the nerves. Just bring it around right, faster. Okay, That's fair I enough. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I've changed somewhat there now. So let's get you into let's, let's help people. That's what Christmas is all yes, about. It is. Um, <laughs> guys, kind and nice. That's us. Guys, I handed in my notice in work a few weeks back in a fit of rage over something that happened. The dust has now settled and I regret my decision. They have already advertised my position and interviews are starting next week. I don't know if it's the fear of the unknown or what, but I'm tempted to go to my boss and revoke my resignation. Firstly, can I even do that? And secondly, is it going to make it weird if I stay on? I like my job. I don't love it. I am freaking out. The argument was over how I felt that... um, that all the work's been left to me while the other's just dust all day. I don't know if I can go back to my manager and not only ask him to keep me, but set a new set of demands to him. They never tried to keep me when I handed in my notice, so my head is all over the place at the moment. So, some people are just saying, feck it, go. But I think that's easier said than done. Where are we going to begin with this? Who feels <laughs> confident? there. Yeah. <laughs> is it Suella? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, All right, Barbara, are you going to kick off this? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm trying very hard think. not to kind of put Have on no my mammy compassion. voice and do the like, it's time you grew up now and stop being such an idiot kind of lecture. So I'm not going to do that. I'm parking that for a minute. But I will say uh, to this, and I think it's I think it's a guy, um, because there's quite a lot of arrogance going on. Boom, boom. Anyway. Um, whoa. Yeah, always whoa, the lo- all that, yeah. Now, do you want oh, news from yeah. the, I, through the glass? What? It's actually a woman. Oh, it's a woman. Now. Oh, okay. Now, now, now. now. Yes, I think it's a man yes, pretending yes, to be a woman yeah, just to yeah. throw us off the set. Anyway. Okay, woman. Okay. Where do you begin? Well, I think this woman, who I don't believe is really a woman, I think this woman has perhaps learned one of the most important lessons that you should ever learn in life, Tom. Do you want me to tell you what if this it don't is? Make this is my wisdom. Count to ten. <laughs> is that what that one is? Is that, that maybe no. no, not if your assumptions are based on the hard scientific evidence. Okay, go on. Right, go on yeah. Never, ever make a big decision when you're angry. 
Never. Yeah. It's never a good idea. If you're, and I mean, if you've got, you know, as he said, a fit of rage, she said, a fit of rage, that is exactly the wrong time to do something rash, like handing in your notice or breaking up a relationship or something like that. Those kind of decisions you have to do in the cold light of calm day. So not when you're, <coughs> so I hope this person has learnt the lesson yeah. that this was not the way to hand in your notice in a fit of rage. Anybody can have a fit of rage and work about whatever's going on, but you wait and you let all of that cool down and then you think, what do I want to do about it? So I hope they've learned that lesson. Hopefully. <laughs> um, having said that, um, like, I honestly don't see how they can possibly <sighs> even attempt to salvage the situation. That's so far up the swan, I wouldn't know where to begin. <laughs> I mean, interviews are underway um, and this is weeks later. And this person thinks that it might be an idea to go back to their manager and ask them not only to keep them, yeah. but give them a new set of demands. Yeah. Please like, keep me. Girl, These are my demands. Thanks for making <laughs> yeah. demands, like not yeah. by a long chalk here. Um, so it's it's really very hard to understand how this person can be so del- delusional as to think that uh, going back in is an yeah. option. It's not. The door is dunta. It's firmly dunta. The interviews are underway. You've got to turn your face around and face a new future. Yeah. Um, don't ever make the rash decision in anger. But you need to face a new future. But in, seriously, the last, I mean, it's kind of, I feel it's written slightly tongue in cheek. Um, but the fact that they say their head is all over the place and they don't know what to do. Um, there are guidance counsellors that are not just for when you're in transition year or, you know, you're doing your leave insert. There are freelance guidance counsellors. And it sounds like this person could do with sitting mm. down with somebody and trying to work out because they did say they didn't love their job. They liked it, but they didn't yeah. really love it. And it That's the only like, word they typed in capitals. I don't <laughs> love it. Yeah, but I mean, it seems to be that they want to kind of stick with the known because they're afraid yeah. of the unknown. And that's it's like breaking up with way. somebody and then you think, oh, what have mm. I done? Yeah, like the devil you know is better than, yeah. you know, and all the rest of it. So I think that they could do with talking to somebody, a guidance counsellor or a life coach or somebody who can help them to kind of identify their skills and what they bring to a job and how to go about. Yeah. It shouldn't be that difficult at no. the moment to, to sure, find a new job. But yeah, Huge, that, that's huge demand for impetuous people out there. Well, I, the impetuous is, is actually the word that popped into my mind when I read this letter first. I just thought, well, you know, but but the reality of it is, as you've already said, the cat is out of the bag, the act is done, the deed is done, the door is closed. Um, even if you were to go back and the boss was to say, yes, yeah. you can come back, it would not be in the way that the letter writer wants it. Because actually, this isn't really about um, a job or not having a job. This is about somebody who is um, destabilised in the way that they feel about themselves and about the way they're appreciated at work. Uh, that's what kept them there for so long. That's why uh, they're uncertain about leaving is because they're not getting the the, the feedback that they, they need from where they are and they're not ever going to get it from the workplace. In fact, I think a lot of the times in the workplace, the person who feels like I do all the work here and I'm always asked to stay late and I'm always, you know, the last in the office when everybody goes yeah. home and I'll cover when people ask me and I'll help with the project. They're not necessarily totally required by the organisation. They're just useful by the, to the organisation yeah. because the people that pitch in like that 
are just really useful to everybody. It doesn't mean that you're, you're you know, uniquely required. What's that word for you're the only person that they need? That is a word. Essential. Yeah, there's a, well, that will do. That will, and that will do fine. That was a great top. Did you see the way you did yeah, it? Yeah, it was not the right word. It's not the word. This isn't a, a word quiz. So I might matter. storm out now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you look a bit like... I'm I'm right now, my job. Yeah. He's just like somebody who loves Christmas and has just watched Rudolph getting punched in the gob. I try and chip in and I feel I'm just not valued on everyone else. You two are just dossing. <laughs> yeah. But you can be valued. It doesn't mean that you are essential. You can be valued and also not essential. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of the people feel that their power is because I'm always there and because I always do that, that means I am essential. intrinsic to the organisation. Yeah. You're not. In nobody fact, is. Nobody, nobody is. is. So get no. over yourself. So the arrogance that you pointed out yeah. is, is actually there, definitely. Um, what they really need to do is to realise if they want to feel like that, they just need to move on. That damage is done. The du- it's like yeah. Beyonce walking away from yeah. a dumpster truck on fire. Yeah. She's done it. Just keep walking straight on. on. Yeah. Go into a temping agency, get a new job real quick and and then work out what you want to do in the future. There's still such a thing as temping agencies. Yeah, that kind of broke right back yeah, to the 70s. Temping there? agencies. There's and there's loads of work because there's a yeah. lot of people wow. in flux. Yeah. Great gigs the other right thing there. I'd say to this person, just for future references, like to leave a job, and they said there was a fit of rage, but they really were also um, criticising their colleagues by saying, I'm the one who does everything. No, everybody yeah. else is on the top. So like, even if they hadn't resigned, they've they've made life very difficult because sure as eggs are eggs, that'll yeah. get back to the colleagues. You're better off out of there, hundred percent. But as I so, said already, a lot of the time that the person who's 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 thinking that is the person who's acting like that, and everybody else is going, "Oh, great!" Yeah. So you take that job, you you can do that yeah. then if you want to feel like because like they're being used in that way. Audience is saying, uh, "Why doesn't she apply for her advertised job under another name and then turn up at the interview and see how they react?" Because she doesn't want to work what there anymore. What would the point of that be? It's like yes. something from the American what office. What that yeah. be? Go in, go in and pretend you never resigned. Yeah, <laughs> for the crack light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't what? think so. I don't remember yeah. resigning. That's going to go down like a The word is indispensable. Thank you. Yeah, don't look at me. Yes, that's not me. Yes, everyone gets like that when they hand the notice. You did it for a reason. Stick with it, and you won't regret it. There you go. Next. Did I um, not get? Did I not get more killed? No, that's great. No, no, you're, you got away with it so Phew. far. Yeah. Now, <laughs> on to uh, this person getting married. Always, oh, always difficult. Yeah. Uh, I got engaged this summer, and we're starting to plan the wedding for next summer. As you know, one of the first things to discuss is the bridal party. I have an issue. Three of the closest people to me and my life didn't pick me as their groomsman due to reasons like family or promising somebody else already. And now this I feel the same person, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now <laughs> I feel <laughs> now I feel I shouldn't pick them for me. It sounds really petty, I know, but I find yes. it kind of embarrassing having three groomsmen that I played no part in their wedding. Oh. My fiance disagrees. She thinks I'm overthinking this. I have been a groomsman for other people and part of me is thinking, should I pick them because they picked me? but I'm not as close to them. There is, this isn't something I can talk about with my friends. When I was actually picked as a groom of my close friend, I pretend I didn't care, but I actually did. You start to question how close your friendships really are. I don't know if I'm being too sensitive or not. Let me know what you think. Right, so, off you go, Jack. Jack. Yeah. Pick the people um, that she's not close to in order to annoy the people that they Sorry, are. Sorry, this is definitely oh, this a, is a, a he. Yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah, yeah. a guy. So pick the people you're not close to in order to annoy the people that you are close to. Can we first of all address the first thing in organising a wedding is to discuss the bridal party? Is it? Um, 
Don't, I, I don't know. Wasn't that the first thing? No. Well, no, I don't know. I, you got I married. No, a bridal I party. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the first thing. Hello, welcome to the Did 21st you know? century. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not, not all weddings have bridal parties now, Barbara. We had a referendum about that. <laughs> but do you uh, not call it a groom's party then? It's the same thing. It's like. No, we the... just call it a party. <laughs> 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 and we brought the party. Um, no, look, the reality of this is that some people just get there, just get, it, it, because it's such a big kind of cultural deal, people get so worked up by the, the nitty gritty of the biggest day of their lives that they get, like the bride here is actually being sensible and saying you're getting too much in your feelings and your thoughts over this. Um, I do understand how when you have other weddings to compare to, that the kind of hierarchy of friendships kind of might yeah. feel like a thing but again like that's only because you're dealing with a kind of a small pool of, of people and it just seems that because of the group of people is so small it's like Johnny was the best man there and then he was the groom's man on that one and I wasn't in either of those but now he had one and then the two of them but not me and now suddenly yeah. it's my wedding and I'm having to pick from them and they didn't pick me so a little bit of my ego is saying I should just pretend I have a you know a pen pal from yeah, Argentina an group of friends <laughs> coming over for a wedding so many friends I, I mean, wish you know, I wish I could think you but I have just so many friends I, that's kind <laughs> of what you. it's kind of what it feels like that the person feels that they want to be able to say is that I'm having a difficulty choosing. But at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. You know, and some people, you cared about it. A lot of people don't care. A lot of people don't want to be a groom's man. A lot of people don't want the hassle. They'd rather sit at the back, you know, having the dinner and the table and not having, you know, having... To, to, to work the wedding. So, yeah. you know, you, you got off lightly, so, you know, be glad of that. And also sometimes some people's personalities don't fit people's perceptions of what the responsibility and the role is. You might have, you know, a really good friend who, you know, you, you love a lot, but you just think they're either a bit too cynical or a bit too crazy to kind of take the role of a responsibility of, you know, doing a speech at your wedding or whatever. So there's a lot of other things that people don't talk about. In the this. midst of all that, have you, have you given any advice? Have you said pick the ones you want? Or, or? I, I've said... <laughs> nice one there, Tom. That was very subtle. Yeah. Okay. I've said that you, you are overthinking it. Listen to your bride-to-be because it's not that important. And, you know, it's going to be one day... I believe you didn't yeah. say Listen anywhere. to your bride-to-be as you will be for the rest of your life. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. She's definitely a she. Oh, right. You Just didn't take. say groomzilla. Just no, taking off. say Bridezilla if there's ever a... Come on, Groomzilla is, you know? Come on, Barbara, you've a, bit, you've a bit of digging oh, out to do after no, the last yeah, I agree. I mean, I actually agree with Declan. This is a load of absolute nonsense. And it's the same kind of thing that happens around godchildren. Do you know, when you, when you yeah. have children and you, you pick godparents and then it's like, you know, one of his friends, one of your friends, and then it's like, oh, what about my sister? Yada, yada, yada. Look at... Everybody's different and everybody has different circumstances. And family always trumps friends in these instances, in my experience. For example, I have no sisters um, and all of my closest friends have sisters. So I was never asked to be a bridesmaid for any of my friends. I've never been a bridesmaid. Um, always suits, the bride. Yeah, which suited me fine. Um and <laughs> and when I got oh, married, yeah. had I had a kind of traditional, which I didn't, we didn't have a bridal party, but had I needed a bridesmaid or a couple of bridesmaids, I would have asked my closest friends 
who had other people as their bridesmaids, namely yeah. their sisters. So to do, it's not a game of like, oh, well, I'll pick you if you pick me. That's not how it works. Um, and for this guy, my advice, Tom, let yes. me be clear, Good. is you pick whoever it is you want to be there. Who's your closest buddy? And as, as Declan said, with the with the, the, the caveats that he attached about, you know, will they... Sometimes people they're not aren't too that kind of... Yeah, or not, or, they're, yeah, or yeah, they're going to be... I mean, I think it's awful, especially with, with... Well, I know nowadays... Well, no, I don't think they still do. But certainly if it's a best man and he has to make speech... Some people hate that. Some people, that would just yeah. destroy yeah. the day for them. Yeah, They'll be sick all day. Yeah. So don't do that to somebody who hates it. So all of those caveats right. apply. But other than that you ask whoever it is that you want to be that there. you want. And your wife-to-be is absolutely right. You are way overthinking this. So yeah. Stop making a big drama where there is no drama and stop trying to do a tit-for-tat thing and just pick whoever it is that you want to be there at your side on the day. End of story. Perfect. Or else you don't have to do anything. You don't have to have a, a best man. You don't have to have a bridesmaid. If it's all too much, don't bother. Right. Very clear advice. There's some, some of the audience saying uh, the guy having the groomsman dilemma just feck off and get married abroad. Sure, it's not what foreign countries are there for. Oh, it's a cork, yeah. Tell the idiot asking about the groomsman stop wasting money. Pick a best man and get on with the groomsman are not necessary. The guy's watching too many Jennifer Aniston rom-coms. Yeah. And, and on they go. too many Jennifer oh, Aniston yes, rom-coms. <laughs> 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 I like this next one. Can we move on to this next one? I am a gay man in my late 30s who has been single for over a year now. I don't drink very often and I found recently it has started to impact my dating life. For starters, I feel like the best way to meet somebody is in a social setting like a pub or a nightclub. And for me, that's just not my style. Every friend I have that's in a relationship has found their partner gay and straight that way. I've I've tired of the apps uh, and when it comes to daytime, I find men have no interest in going on a sober date. In fact, I often get, I can think of nothing worse than a coffee and a walk. I tell you, I nearly stumbled over the walk there yeah. for a moment. I'll tell you. Tom, <laughs> seriously. I guess there's another oh, word went through my mind for a second there. Was there. The talk, <laughs> there something that got you all excited? When, when, I, suge- when I suggested uh, being, an, I didn't actually say anything, you know. No, I know, but yeah, everybody but still, knows what you were thinking. Being an occasional drinker is something I've always been proud of. I like how I don't need to go out every weekend to have fun. I don't judge people who do, it's just not me. I do drink the odd times, so my friends have suggested I meet people for a social drink, but I feel that's changing who I am to find somebody. Yeah, yes, yeah. indeed, right. So, yeah. uh, Barbara, I think that's over. Yeah, okay, yeah. The ball um, is in your court. It, yes, indeed, yes. Well, look at, you know, if there's, again, one thing that I think um, you learn as you get older is that in order to be happy, you have to be true to yourself. And I think trying to change yourself in order to fit either society or your partner's view of or, or what you think is society's or a partner's view of who you should be is never, never a good idea. So what I would say, and I mean, I get what he's saying here, that it does make finding a partner more challenging if you're not somebody who likes to hang out in the pub or the nightclub all the time. But at the same time, um, I think he needs to stick to his guns and I think he needs to be himself. Now, having said all of that, I think the idea of a first date of a coffee and a walk probably isn't appealing to most people whether they're drinkers or not but you can go for lunch you can go for a coffee <laughs> you know what I mean you can go for lots of things where you don't have to get drunk or be even around alcohol if you don't want so maybe he needs to be just a little bit more creative in his own head about what he could suggest as uh, or how he could find, meet meet people um, and it, that doesn't mean to say either that he has to find a relationship with somebody who's exactly the same as him. You don't have to do that either. You can be two very different people and jog along just grand. But I don't think he should change. I think the idea which he kind of moots of like, you know, should he do more drinking in order to meet more people? No, you shouldn't. You do whatever you're comfortable with. And um, 
you know, be yourself. I think that's exactly it because it, it doesn't matter about, you know, your sexual your sexuality or, or any of that thing. This is basically down to somebody who's essentially saying they're a bit of a, they're a bit of an introvert versus the kind of the crazy pub scene that maybe a lot of their peers might be at at that age group. Um, and there's a lot of people like that who don't want yeah. to be out with the, in the millie. They don't, the they way. can't face it. They don't want that craziness and they certainly, you know, regardless of whether or not it's about drinking, it's yeah. about being in, you know, a throng of people some people just aren't that way inclined they want to be out you know some, yeah. and, and there are by the way um, LGBT walking groups and there are so maybe that's the angle you take is that if you like walking great then yeah. join the walking group if you do, you know there are sporting organisations and there's loads of ways and that it is again it, it was straight or gay there are that's the angle we suggest yeah. I think anyway is yeah. that you know find a way to, to, to be who you are in the world and then meet somebody as opposed to the other way around somebody and trying to drag them to your way and thinking, the thing is that if you do try and change yourself for that it's yeah. never authentic anyway have, people but if you only change yourself Initially, we just kind of say we're going to need to have one drink to break the ice. We all compromise a little bit, though. We all compromise a little bit, you know, and and and, you know, we we might, you know, when we're single, go a little bit out a little bit more than than we, we, you know, we definitely like do at my age. So you know, it's whatever. I think I think don't feel that you're uh, um, you stick to your guns. Really, I don't think you're that strange and different. I also think that there is a thing in this country where it's very hard not to be a mad drinker in this country. You know, it does kind of make people a bit suspicious when you say, "Well, I don't drink very much." People I think it's like, changing though. I think is younger it? people are they are increasing. Dare I ask, detailer, when yeah. you met your partner, was there a little bit of alcohol involved? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think he would have looked at me. <laughs> Barbara? <laughs> no, 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 there wasn't. No, we met on a 21-seater bike. That's a whole other scale, Father Ella. Yeah. And there was, was no, no alcohol on the 21-seater bike. I was working and so was wow. he. 21-seater yeah. bike. 21-seater bike that was cycled from Dublin to Cork via Limerick. Yeah, for a fundraiser. Wow. Very good. a photographer and I was wow. doing the PR. Yeah. It's just the two of you on it. No, 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 no. Don't be ridiculous. Okay. Just Only, I don't crazy. know. There was 21 that's, people that's on the good. bike. That's not an answer I was expecting. Not an answer I was expecting. I won't lie. <laughs> very good. I'm very Maybe impressed. Be my next memoir. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> very, very <laughs> impressed. Point, point. And there, uh, there, was, there was alcohol involved. I, I think that's good. Like, you know, I think it's useful. Yeah, but you probably say. met your wife when you were 10 or something, did you? I was, yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah, I was right. Look, regarding I think we do like. No, we haven't making that up. No, did you? No. You did? No, a pen pal. I was lying about the pen oh, pal thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, sugar, yeah. I really wanted that to be true. Oh, well, it can be true if you want it to be true. No, <laughs> no, no it's not true. not true. Did you have a pen pal when you were growing up? I did yeah. have a pen pal. Yeah, I did too. I loved having a pen pal. Yeah, I did. Pen pal. Did you? I had a French yeah. one for a while as well, yeah. And I had another one who lived. She started sending me Christmas. pictures and my parents weren't very happy. <laughs> 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 they weren't nudes, Barbara. That's not what I mean. It was like it was just a bit okay. The lens we have to go to all the time. You think about it. Where Write a letter, stamp, air, uh, post, wait for paper, the thing to come back. The to you. Th- it was like toilet oh paper God. that life, you used to write on. Life was simpler and slower, oh, wasn't back it? Back in the day. Back, back in, the, in day. the day. Yeah. yeah. So be- bottom line, stick to his guns. Stick to really. his guns. All yeah. right. Yeah. And, and, and email us again next year, and let's see how you're getting on then. Um, thank you very much for that, Barbara. And, you're very and welcome, Love Tom. Anytime. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.